Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 374, Calculating New Route. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'm Daryl Darnell. I am more excited about the new Star Wars movie this week than Luke Skywalker is about going to the Tashi station to pick up power converters. And I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I share lessons I learned during my recent trip to Dallas, Texas. Well, happy Monday to you. Welcome to the last Monday before the release of the new Star Wars movie. I hope you're as excited about it as I am, or at least somewhat excited about it. I know a lot of you guys are geeks like me, and so, uh, yeah, it's a big week for us. My son and I are both really excited. So, in honor of The Force Awakens, which is the seventh feature film in the Star Wars franchise... Here are seven fun Star Wars facts for you. And I know I just gave fun facts about Star Wars like 20, 25 episodes ago. But come on, you can't get enough Star Wars facts, right? Right? Okay, here they are. Number one, for his performance in the fourth episode of Star Wars, which is the first one ever made entitled A New Hope, Harrison Ford was paid 10000 U.S. dollars. Yeah, that's it. And in case you're wondering what that equals after inflation in today's world, that would be $39,000. According to the book The Making of Star Wars by J.W. Rinsler, George Lucas planned Yoda. This is crazy. He planned Yoda to be played by a real monkey who would be wearing a mask and carrying a cane. Oh my word, I'm so glad that idea didn't, <laughs> didn't see the light of day. Number three, not only did John Williams win an Oscar for the Star Wars soundtrack, it was also named as the greatest film score of all time by the American Film Institute. And it is pretty fantastic, isn't it? Number four, the word Yoda comes from the Sanskrit word for warrior, while Vader is the Dutch word for father. Number five, Luke Skywalker and his family were originally imagined as dwarfs. Number six, George Lucas came up with the name for astromech droid when he nodded off while making American graffiti. He woke up when the film's sound editor asked for Reel 2 Dialogue Track 2 in the abbreviated form R2-D2. Yeah, pretty cool. And finally, number seven, Chewbacca's name is derived from Sobaka, the Russian word for dog. His voice is a mix of bears, walruses, lions, and badgers. Badger, badger, badger. All right. Well, welcome, as I said, to Monday. I've got a fun episode for you today about my recent trip to Dallas. But before we get into that, I want to remind you of the initiative that we are taking part in right now across the entire Golden Spiral Media Network. One of our own, the lovely Miss Karen, you know her from Gotham Undercover, you know her from Sleepy Hollow, you know her from Filling In on Triplecast, you know her from currently Maids of Steel, 
she's a big part of what we do here, and she and her husband need some financial help. They have a lot of health issues they've faced, and they just need help. They are behind on their rent. The GoFundMe page right now is now up to $5,120 as of when I'm recording this, which is fantastic, but they still need more help. They're asking for a total of $13,000 to help them cover all that they need, and you can participate in this by going over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash Karen. That's Karen with a K. That's going to redirect you over to their GoFundMe page where you can learn more about the issues and challenges that they're facing as well as find easy ways to make a donation and tell others about the needs that they have so that we can get more people on board to help them through this rough time in their lives. And I know that they are so appreciative of all the help that has already been extended and offered and for all of you who are able to do something. So thank you for that. All right. Well, this week we're going to have the Friday Forum, and that's your chance to share the stuff that you have learned. And you can do that by calling 304-837-2278. That'll let you leave a voice message. Or you can head over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback where you can upload an audio file, use the SpeakPipe widget to record a contribution, or use those fingers, let them do the walking, and you can typey-typey out an email contribution. Anyway works, and we love your Friday Forum contributions. Now, here's what I learned yesterday. Exactly 12 days ago, I climbed inside a car alongside my wife and headed south toward Dallas, Texas. It's not often that we get time away together. In fact, since we had kids 13 years ago, I can probably count the number of times we've gone away together on one hand. I don't feel bad. It's mostly due to the fact that we're both very content staying at home and hanging out. Having said that, We were both really excited to be heading to Dallas. You see, we had a very specific reason for our trip south of the Red River. We were headed out to see one of our favorite rock bands, Muse. I first discovered Muse about six years ago while doing the Fringe podcast. Jason, one of my co-hosts, suggested that we play a part of their song, Uprising, at the end of one of our episodes. I'd never heard Uprising or even heard of Muse, So I pulled it up on YouTube, and I instantly loved it. I soon discovered more of their songs I like, such as Hysteria, Butterflies and Hurricanes, Fury, Madness, Knights of Sidonia, and many others. So I created a playlist for Muse on Spotify, and I found myself watching full-length concerts on YouTube, and I found them making up a regular spot on my music rotation. However, One thing I didn't do was tell my wife about Muse. I really don't know why I never told her about them. My wife and I don't typically like the same type of music, but Muse is right up her alley. Well, about six months ago, Carrie discovered Muse. Yeah, six months ago. I know, I'm terrible. Well, it turns out that they were not just up her alley. Carrie fell in love with the band. She began researching them online, creating her own Spotify playlists, recording their concerts from the Palladia channel, and pretty much talking about them 24-7. Then she joined the Muse fan club, and one day they announced that they were doing a world tour, and she got upset that there were very few U.S. dates announced. But there was a promise that new U.S. dates would be added soon, so she kept a close eye on their social media networks so that she'd be the first to know when they were coming to our area. And soon that day arrived. 
They announced new dates, and Dallas was on the list. At only about three hours from Oklahoma City, it was the closest city on their tour to our location, and after chatting about it, we agreed to buy the tickets and travel to Dallas to see them. The minute the tickets went on sale, she snatched ours up. So needless to say, we had great seats. Getting to Dallas is easy. From my house, I only need to drive about one mile to a road called Broadway. Broadway turns into the Broadway Extension. The Broadway Extension flows right into I-35, and I-35 takes you all the way to Dallas. So we left in plenty of time to get to Dallas, check into the hotel, go pick up our tickets at Will Call, eat dinner, and still get to our seats with at least 30 minutes before showtime. Of course, as we traversed the 218 miles that separate our house from the American Airlines Center, we rocked out to Muse to pass the time. The concert was fantastic. Even though they battled technical and logistical issues that caused them to drop the opening act for the night and start the show three hours late, we loved it. They played every song that I had on my short list of must-hear tunes. Carrie got every song she wanted except Hysteria. And as I mentioned earlier, it is a great song. And even though it wasn't on my short list, I was also bummed that they didn't play it. Once the concert was over, we headed back to the hotel. And by the time we got out of the parking garage, got onto the highway, arrived at the hotel, and got ready for bed, it was two in the morning. We'd hoped to get up kind of early and head back to Oklahoma City, but now it was looking more like we'd sleep in a bit before hitting the road. Well, the fire alarm had other plans. Shortly before 4 a.m., we were jolted awake by the sharp, shrill tones of the alarm positioned just above the bed. Fortunately, it was a false alarm. Unfortunately, there was an issue with the system that caused it to go off 24 more times throughout the night. Needless to say, we did not get a good night's rest, and once the sun was up, we packed our things to get out of there. Of course, not before we stopped by the front desk and got a full refund for the room. I-35 was less than a mile from our hotel, but because of where the hotel is built, we couldn't get back on the main road that is the straightest route to I-35. But in today's age of GPS and navigation devices, this did not pose a problem. I simply typed in my location to my phone, and Siri offered up directions on how to get to I-35. However, I missed the first turn, and Siri had to recalculate a new route. The new route was not too much out of the way, and we soon found our way onto I-35 and headed north. And while I've gone to Dallas many times in my life, I've actually only traveled to the downtown area once about 20 years ago. Still, once we made it back to I-35, I was confident that I could find our way home from there, and so I turned off the navigation. That turned out to be a mistake. We soon came to a fork in the road that gave us two options. Option one was to take I-35 west toward DFW Airport, and option two was to take I-35 east. Well, I chose I-35 east. I did this because I-35 breaks into two parts at Denton. I-35 East goes to Dallas, and I-35 West goes to Fort Worth. I didn't want to go to Fort Worth or the airport. I wanted to stay on I-35 East and go back toward Denton, where the road converges back to simply I-35. We stayed on I-35 East for about 30 minutes, and nothing seemed familiar. At first, I didn't think anything of it. 
I mean, I hadn't been that far south much before, and I was on the other side of the highway than when we came down, so I figured it was just the change of perspective that made it seem different. So I started looking for clues that might reveal that we were indeed on the right path. And when we traveled a little bit further, Carrie chimed in, and she mentioned that nothing looked familiar to her either. Uh-oh. Well, we were in need of gas, so I took the next exit to fill the tank and consult the navigation app on my phone. And it revealed what we'd feared the most. We were well off our course. I told the navigation system to guide us to Denton, and it calculated a new route. We climbed back into the car, which was now armed with a full tank of gas, and I was armed with a large cup of coffee, which I desperately needed. We drove and drove and drove and drove. We saw signs for Waco. Now, in case you don't know, Waco is south of Dallas. We wanted to go north. Well, a few minutes later, the GPS guided us onto a highway that was a westbound route, and it eventually took us back to I-35. And I couldn't believe it when we got to I-35 because in the distance, I could see the skyline of Dallas. Yeah, in the distance. We were north of that skyline when we began our journey, so it was shocking to see it squarely in our path ahead. As it turned out, we had traveled well east and then south of Dallas, and we were over an hour off course. As we approached that familiar fork in the road again, I found myself confused again. As it turned out, the signs were not labeled I-35, but I-635. But still, I could totally see why I opted for the route that said east. Even as the GPS system is commanding me to take the west route, it seemed like the wrong path. It wasn't the wrong path. And in a matter of minutes, we were driving in places that looked familiar. Hey, I turned the GPS system off and the rest of our trip was smooth sailing. So here's what I learned. This is the time of year that I like to look back and see how the year went. And when the year began, I had a course in mind. I had a good idea of where I wanted to go and how I was going to get there. I wanted to learn new things and add new resources to help my clients. I wanted to add new clients to my company, spend more time with my family, be more disciplined, and more. How can I determine if I've made progress? How do I know if I'm on the right path? Well, it started by writing down my goals and then sharing them with you. A few times throughout the year, I shared updates with you. And those were the moments where I pulled off to the side of the road to check the map and get refueled. It was at those points that I made the necessary adjustments to my route. I found that sometimes I was on the wrong path, and I really wasn't sure how it happened. I was sure that I had made the right decisions, and yet I was not in the spot that I had planned. At other times, mostly the entire fourth quarter, I felt like I just didn't have enough pep to keep up with the demand. I felt like I was a little four-cylinder pickup truck that was trying to pull a semi-trailer. The trailer was moving, but it wasn't nearly as efficient as it should have been. So where do I go from here? Well, as I said from the outset of the goals, we don't need January 1st to roll around to set a goal, to start a new initiative, or to change our behavior. The truth is, January 1st is just as good of a day to do something as, I don't know, October 13th. I will have goals and objectives that I will set out to accomplish in 2016, 
But it's just as important to keep working on the things that I set out to do in 2015 and see them through to completion. As we look at closing out the book on 2015, I'm really happy with what this year has entailed. I've not reached all my goals, nor will I reach them by the end of the year, but that doesn't mean that my journey is over. I'll continue my course, make corrections along the way, and keep blazing my trail one day at a time. I'll do it all with the help of my wife, Carrie, the wisdom of my trusted friends, and the guidance of Almighty God. After all, life is so much better when we don't have to travel it alone, especially when the possibilities are endless and the road will take you anywhere. I'm Daryl Darnell, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. And if you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I would be grateful if you'd leave a review in iTunes by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes.